Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey there, this is Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. Ugh, and what a week it's been. Started off, of course, with The Bachelorette choosing the wrong guy. Technically, it is her choice in the end, and there are no wrong answers, but somehow she got it wrong. She got it wrong, and she picked the wrong person. And then North Korea got a nuclear missile. (laughs) And then Whole Foods stopped carrying the cookies that I like. Yeah, shit week. Let's get into it. Uh, all right, we're here in the studio. As always, I'm with Barry Finkel, my producer. Hi, Matt. Hi. Shut up, Barry. Okay. We got a jam-packed episode for you today. We're going to start off, as always, with Worst Things First, the fucked up news of the week. Then we are deep diving into a topic by playing Bad Thing Bingo. We finally figured out how to do it. And we got a special guest named Fran Torado, friend of the show. Fran hosts the podcast Food for Thought. He's the executive editor at the magazine Hello Mister, and he is a self-proclaimed member of the gay mafia. Same. Actually, I don't think they're going to let me in. AKA, he is the perfect guest to explore the worst things about the straights. Straight people. One bingo ball at a time. We're going to roll those balls. After that, we've got a guest who is the only reason you know when the moon landing was. One of the stars of my childhood. That's right. We got the Christy Carlson Romano. She was Ren on Even Stevens, Kim of Kim Possible. She was freaking Belle in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. We went to her house to talk about Disney, being a new mom, voice acting, and... Shia LaBeef. So don't go anywhere, except you can literally go anywhere because this is a podcast you can listen wherever you want. Let's do this. Let's get this thing going.
All right, worst things first, the stories of the week that make me laugh, cry, bleed from my ears. Let's start off. First, scientists, all the scientists released a report saying that climate change is going to fuck us all right in the face in like five years. Basically, I guess every four years they have to release this climate report and this one they were like, yep, it's bad (laughs) (laughs) and we're all going to die. But fun fact, you know, who doesn't believe what is in this report because he has said so on multiple occasions, the fucking president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I just want to play a clip because, of course, Donald Trump's main problem with climate change is that scientists are telling him he can't use his hairspray. And he's talked about this on a number of occasions. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out. Let's see. I'm in my room. We have this gym. In New York City, and I want to put a little spray so that I can... Right? Right? But I hear where they don't want me to use hairspray. They want me to use the pump. Because the other one, which I really like better than going bing, bing, bing. And then it comes out in big globs, right? And you're stuck in your hair and you say, oh my God, I got to take a shower again. My hair's all screwed up. Right? I want to use hairspray. They say, don't use hairspray. It's bad for the ozone. So I'm sitting in this concealed apartment, this concealed unit. You know, I really do live in a very nice apartment, right? But it's sealed. It's beautiful. I don't think anything gets out. The thing that fucks me up, though, is this man, this grown man, this 70, 100-year-old man, I don't know how old he is, honestly believes that his apartment, when he's inside his apartment, it's just fully sealed off and that there's no contact with the outside world in any way, doesn't understand the concept of ventilation (laughs) at all. (laughs) The president of the United States does not understand ventilation. So on the one hand, you have a grumpy old man who wants to use hairspray in his house because he doesn't think it affects anybody. Uh, And on the other hand, according to the New York Times, there are literally thousands of studies conducted by tens of thousands of scientists that have documented climate change on land and in the air. Moving on, one of the reasons that climate change should succeed and kill all of us right away is... The fact that Despacito breaks the record for the most viewed video in YouTube history. And can I admit that I have never intentionally heard this song? I've managed to avoid it. I think I've only heard it like blasting through cars on the way, like from the sidewalk. Next up, Caitlyn Jenner is a fucking menace. Basically, she was an outspoken supporter of Donald Trump during the campaign. Yes, yes. Uh, has been on talk shows saying like, well, I'm I'm a Republican and I believe in like small government and no taxes. So obviously I, I voted for him and I support him. Then Donald Trump says transgender people aren't real and can't fight in the military. And then Caitlyn Jenner all of a sudden is like, uh, he needs to take that back and he's doing damage. But then guess what? She went golfing wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And yeah, just had the nerve, had the nerve to like go out in public days after complaining about Donald Trump on Twitter wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And then you know what her excuse was? She didn't pay attention to what was on the hat. She just dug around in her closet, pulled out a hat, put it on without thinking about it. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) 
first well, the first fuck you of the week goes to Caitlyn Jenner. I'm glad you you are a Republican insofar as you can run a business and not be taxed that much until someone comes for your fucking humanity. Congratulations. You went from being on the cover of Vanity Fair <laughs> to being a, to being a garbage heap. <laughs> what else? Boulier, Boulier Bourbon. Last week, the heiress of the the bullet fortune, she has been called the first lady of bourbon. She was the global brand ambassador for bullet. And she is a lesbian and she's married to a woman named Cher. The Cher. The Cher. No, not the Cher. I wish. She uh, posted on Facebook that her family basically disowned her for bringing her wife around and is now like ousted from the bullet family, ousted from the bullet business. So yeah, don't fire your family for being a lesbian. Fire your family for marrying someone named Cher. <laughs> R.I.P. Boulier. Next, a boy in Connecticut woke up with a surprise in his bed. What was sitting next to him? A skunk <gasps> in his bed. Oh my. Well, at least he has someone. That's what I say. At least he has someone to keep his bed warm. Stop complaining, you piece of shit. (laughs) He brought in the garbage can from outside and the skunk was in it. And they didn't notice. And then he just climbed out and then climbed all throughout their house and then got into the little boy's bed. Uh, And then the police showed up and say the animal control officer arrived, quote, to the poignant smell of skunk, which emanated throughout the house. Yeah, that's never going away. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck getting rid of that. And finally, extreme turbulence on an American Airlines flight sends 10 people to the hospital. I think a a flight attendant had their shoulder dislocated. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because they hit such bad turbulence unexpectedly that people, like, flew out of their seats. I'm sorry. It's terrifying. It's so scary. I'm laughing because I'm terrified. But there's videos of this. You can look it up. There's, like, coffee stains, like, on the ceiling of the plane. (laughs) Not the coffee. (laughs) Literally my worst nightmare. I know there are, like, car accidents every day, and I'm more likely to die in the studio than I am to die in an airplane. (laughs) But... I'd rather die in the studio than die in the airplane. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Those are the stories that made me scream this week. That's Worst Things First. Next up, we got a deep dive for you. So, this week, you might have seen, if you were lucky, like spotting a shooting star, a couple was caught making whoopee at the Wisconsin State Fair. And that's not a euphemism for some fucking cheese curd. They were fucking. It got me thinking about how terrible the straights are. They're just bearing their heterosexuality for all in Wisconsin to see. For all the cows... For all the pigs, for all, for all, for all whatever else lives in Wisconsin, beer. So we decided to consult the experts. And by experts, I mean me and one other gay person who I met, (laughs) Fran Torado. So we brought Fran into the studio to play a game of Bad Thing Bingo, a straight people edition. Once again, Fran is the executive editor at the gorgeous gay magazine, Hello, Mister, and co-host of the podcast, Food for Thought. Here it is. Part deep dive, part bingo, all rant, straight people. Bad thing bingo. Keanu Reeves. Cargo jorts. 
straight people. Car, go, jorts, and other shit. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. Some people might have uh, heard that we attempted to do bad thing bingo a few episodes back with Snooky, and it did not work. But we <laughs> we perfected it. <laughs> so scientists have been working hard in our laboratory, <laughs> in our joke laboratory. So I have a bingo wheel. I'm gonna spin the bingo wheel. It has balls in it. We're gonna get a number. A number will correspond to a straight person thing. And then we'll mark it on our bingo charts, and the first person to get a bingo wins. Are we ready? <laughs> I am so ready. I was born ready. I've All never right. been more ready. Let's spin the wheel. 36. Wearing flip-flops with absolutely no shame. That is so despicable. <laughs> How dare you? They're dangerous. I, impractical. Yeah. I feel like, to be fair, gay people wear flip-flops, but we feel bad about it. I feel personal shame. Right. I will apologize on behalf of gay people wearing flip-flops. Straight people just do it, and they feel absolutely no shame. 21. Breaking up with one another in public. That is so awful. I have to tell you, one time I was walking into a subway and I saw like a couple was breaking up and I was like, oh yeah, straight people at it again, breaking up in public. <laughs> and I took a second look and I realized that next to the guy was a minion costume and he was a Times Square minion and having an extremely serious conversation <laughs> with his girlfriend. <laughs> I was devastated. I have photo evidence. If your boyfriend is a Times Square minion and you don't break up with him while he's wearing his costume, <laughs> what are you even doing? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I assume that's why. I assume she was she discovered that he <laughs> was a Times Square minion. Derek? <laughs> is that you in what there? What are you doing here? I thought you were at work. <laughs> Maybe it, she was cheating on him with the minion, and then he took off his mask and was <laughs> like, it's been me the whole time. <laughs> on, we just wrote, like, <laughs> an excellent movie. <laughs> Minions 4. A miniseries on HBO. <laughs> 18. Uh, traveling in packs down the sidewalk. Dangerous. Not to stereotype, but... I just, I feel unsafe with large groups of them, you know? Yeah, you don't know what they what they might do. Also, their energy, like, feeds off of one another. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, one straight person is fine, is usually fine, but then, like, they exponentially grow in straightness when they're around one another. Look at the animal kingdom. <laughs> um, I-27. Still caring about Keanu Reeves. Why? They do. It's, what the fuck? You need new idols. I heard someone talking about Keanu Reeves last week. And I was like, <laughs> listen, what you do in the privacy of your own home is your business. But, but don't rub it in my face. Yeah, flaunt your lifestyle, which is a choice. Okay, I'll say it. I yeah. said it. It is a choice to like Keanu Reeves. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 38. Knowing all of the songs from Guitar Hero. Oh, uh, what? My God. <laughs> DDR would be a completely different story. If you want to talk about Dance Dance Revolution, okay, that's fine. 17, wearing boxers. No gay people wear boxers. Who in the right mind would? It's because straight people have enormous dicks and <laughs> need to have all that room 
for their dicks when they sit really wide-legged on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Gay people, we just, we're, all gay people are able to just push our dicks in if we want, like a button. Or like the the retracting feet of the Wicked Witch of the East when she was <laughs> crushed by Alice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's really graphic. I'm sorry. <laughs> The the no, I like that the like the glittering tip just disappears and then it, <laughs> the little, <laughs> it the little curls up inside of us. And the orchestra plays. <laughs> like, what are you afraid of? <laughs> what are you afraid of? That fab that fabric will cup your dick and that you'll like it. Twenty-four, taking poorly lit dick pics. Ah, straight men have no regard, no regard for what their dick pics look How like. How dared they? If I take a based dick on pic, the internet, okay. If I take a dick pic, I have a boom. I have like <laughs> a studio light. I have an art director. I'm like, how does it look? Which angle's the best? Right. I Photoshop it afterwards. You have one of those like gold reflector things <laughs> underneath it. Run that shit through Visco Cam. <laughs> Yeah, straight guys are like, yeah, here's a fucking Polaroid. And you can see they're like bottles of Mountain Dew or underneath it. <laughs> so open bags of Doritos. And it looks like a hideous, scary monster. <laughs> oh my God. 35. Being on the cover of every gay magazine. Why would you do that? They're gay magazines. This is just directed at James Franco, pretty much. And Nick Jonas. You know what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gay 39 ordering extremely hot hot sauces online <laughs> <laughs> just to confirm there's a fascination with like expressing your your masculinity by eating hot foods that i don't understand at buffalo wild wings straight men will actively like hurt themselves in order to impress their friends like you're not enjoying this meat <laughs> General general lack of enjoyment for meat. I know. It's a straight person trait. <laughs> it's like watching some kind of like mating call where it's just like a chest beating of some kind. Just like, look it. Uh, next, 16, reading Nicholas Sparks novels. And then turning them into movies. Yeah. Or like reading Jane Eyre or something. Oh Grow up. God. Grow up, straight women. Those pro- the problems <laughs> in those movies could be solved in minutes. Yeah. With one therapy session. Yeah. What a shame. Eight. Saying, I know another gay person. You guys should date. I get that. Like, <laughs> maybe it used to be like every time I would speak to a straight person. And now I think it's it's been reduced to like once a quarter. Another thing that straight people do is they offer to be your surrogate without knowing you at all. <laughs> yes. It's just like you like meet someone at a party. It's like, yeah, um, I'm Fran. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. You're gay. Can I be your surrogate? And I was like, no. <laughs> Literally no. Under no circumstances. In no way. Yeah. Would that happen? Um, B3. Seeing Entourage the movie. And creating it. Yeah. No one asked for Well, straight people asked for it. <laughs> I did not. I tried watching it. I tried watching it like a year ago, and I made it through like four episodes. <laughs> I was proud of myself for making it that far. Yeah. I think you win like a gay Pulitzer <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> the Nobel Prize. <laughs> B-15, wearing cargo shorts. That's a, yeah, that's a straight person thing. 
You have to own that. And lesbians, <laughs> right? I don't want to erase their experience. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, where, what do you, what utility does these have to you? Like, get a tackle box. Right. <laughs> I mean, back before I made the conscious decision to become gay, I, I did wear cargo shorts. I, um, I mean, same. I wore <laughs> not only cargo shorts, but cargo jorts. Oh, my God. <laughs> like in college. So recently. <laughs> that. they Yeah. Jean shorts. Jean cargo jorts. Wow. That is such a travesty. <laughs> they had like the loop where you could attach like your <gasps> keys. <laughs> did you put your keys on it? No. God, no. You're lying. I did not. You're lying. You're I, in gay court right now. I put my I put a chain that had my wallet at the end of it. Oh <laughs> my god. No, I didn't. <laughs> it had a, I had a uh, an insane clown posse uh, Velcro wallet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I attached I attached to a chain and then I tied it around the loop on my cargo jorts. I was a big juggalo, I don't know. <laughs> my brother was though. I'm just describing my brother's <laughs> No safe space. (laughs) Ten, changing the lyrics to songs so they're not gay. Oh, my God. Uh, Happens at karaoke often. Why would you do that? And it's like, you know what? All Star is genderless. Yeah. Why don't you just pick a song that we all feel safe with? Not to mention gay music artists who neutralize their songs so that they appeal to straight people. You know who you are. Sam Smith? Yeah. My arch nemesis, Sam Smith. Um, B9. Driving Honda Civics. Bingo! Bingo. Did you get bingo too? I got bingo as well. What happened? <laughs> we tied! That's perfect. Um, well, I'm glad that we both won and yeah. Barry lost. So uh, the real losers here are straight people. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Um, and don't you forget it. And don't you forget it. Remember this feeling. Thank you for joining us, Fran. It's an honor. For Bad Thing Bingo. We finally figured out Bad Thing Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Street people could never. (laughs) Where can people find you before you go? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fran Squish Co. And you can also follow my podcast, um, which I co-host with three other amazing people called Food for Thought. That's food, the number four, and thought spelled T-H-O-T. Yes. Thanks again. Oh my God, my pleasure. Bye. And that was our deep dive for the week. Next up, we're heading to Christy Carlson Romano's house right after the commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. In this dramatic Blue Apron series, I've taken you through the many steps involved in making a meal. And today, we're doing it. We're just really doing it. We're cooking! A lot of times people are like, oh yes, I made dinner tonight. It was simple and easy and a delicious five-course meal. You know what I mean when I say I made dinner? I mean that I made one bowl of pasta, aka an entree. You expect me to make an entree and sides? I'm not good at multitasking, unless watching TV while scrolling on Instagram counts. But thanks to Blue Apron and their easy-to-follow checklist, I'm cooking a ribeye steak with not one, but two sides, all in under 40 minutes. Have the cucumber lengthwise 
thinly sliced crossways, place in a bowl with the juice of two lime wedges and drizzle of olive oil. You ready for the squirt? Oh yeah. And while our cukes were marinating, the instructions got me working on our spicy vegetable hash. Add the potatoes and garlic to the pot. Now, I've never cooked red meat before, so this'll be interesting. Did I mention I also made sauce? While the steak cooks in a bowl, combine the creme fraiche, half the cilantro, the juice of the remaining lime wedges, and as much of the jalapeno peppers as you would like. Bam! On our next installment, we get to the best part of the meal, eating. But until then, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com unhappy. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com unhappy. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, folks, it's time for our interview. We did this one at Christy Carlson Romano's lovely home, which had a nautical-themed bathroom that I did use. She was there with her very hot husband and a very new baby who was there with us. You'll hear her stop in the interview to come hang out with us, just a heads up. And now, without further ado, here's me and Christy Carlson Romano. Well, we are here with Christy Carlson Romano. You know her from Even Stevens, Kim Possible, had an incredible run as Belle from Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Am I missing anything? I mean, tons of <laughs> There are actually is. You, are, you have done so <laughs> many things. Also, we should say this is your podcast debut. It is my podcast. I am a podcast virgin. Yeah, I'm so flattered. Please take it. Slow. Yeah, that uh, we will. We will <laughs> be very gentle. Thank you. We like to ask all of our guests the question: What uh-huh. is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves? So everybody loves these like pencil thin or like really like Huda Beauty or whatever mm-hmm. online. Everyone has these like Kim Kardashian eyebrows. Yes, I'm not one of those ladies. <laughs> I have been growing out my eyebrows for quite some time. Yeah. And I believe it's called the feathered brow. And you know, actually, if you've ever watched Even Stevens, my signature eyebrow yeah. is is a thing. Yeah, you have to get those like insured. <laughs> you can't. I should have. <laughs> those are at the money makers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. We, yeah. You're a new mom. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. She's, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my question is, right. is there something that you didn't expect that you would hate? <laughs> <laughs> that you were like, oh, because I think uh-huh. you go in. I mean, I don't know. I'm a dude who is like nowhere near having children. <laughs> but there are things that you know, like, oh, this is going to be annoying. Uh-huh. But are there things that have surprised you that are annoying? Oh, yeah. Like? Um, grunting. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's indigestion. Actually, we don't know. We never know. I mean, that's they the thing. They just make noises and you hope that they're not dying. And I think you know what it is. It's also not having sleep, mm-hmm. which just makes you literally want to tear your hair out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, look, you look like you have everything uh-huh. so down. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when we leave, you're gonna like throw a vase at the wall, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> like Miss Piggy style, right? Just, yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about like what you've been up to lately, oh, besides geez. besides you know 
having a child <laughs> and making sure that it it survives yeah, in the world. Exactly, which is really, which is really. I mean, that's enough. Job. Yeah, you know, but it's not, and that's probably like one of the things that I could vent about is yeah. that like. I do a lot of random things mm-hmm. and I'll go to like a comic con or I'll, I'll do an appearance or something like that. And people will, will really have these expectations of like, okay, so like, what's your next thing? What have you been up to? Yeah. And I was working up until I was seven months pregnant or something like that. And yeah. uh, eventually I was like, I need to, to slow down now. This is sort of not the time to be hustling, you know? So that kind of stinks when someone's like, oh, mm-hmm. you've just been the normal person. <laughs> and like, this is why child actors like go crazy. Yeah. Because there's just, there's no other option. Right. In a lot of ways for you to, other than try to try and keep trying and then keep trying and kill yourself trying. Yeah. And I think too, like there was this really interesting article not to like, oh my gosh, this is getting dark. But there was this like <laughs> article about how in the early, you know, OOs, I don't know what everyone's calling it now, but the, the aughts. And I was drinking my ass off at that point and yeah. I was going out and I thought that that was going to help me stay out in the limelight. I mm-hmm. like, I'm, ve- I'm very open about this now because I've been sober ever since I've been pregnant and I'm going to keep it that way. And it's just, um, so different of a lifestyle now. So when I look back and I read this article, it was like crystallizing everything I was going through because Mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't there and you could not control the narrative. Podcasts weren't even around. So you couldn't like really let people know what you were about or like your brand or anything like that. So all we had at that point, especially if you were in a certain age range um, and also if you were a Disney actor trying to transition out of being a child like actor right, was the club scene. So like Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan and like all those people were going out and being seen at all these places like Ledoux. And even in New York, there were like butter and all these places that people would want to get taken photos of them, like by the paparazzi. And even if they were a little too drunk, the scandal only made it that much more interesting for people to like get their name out there. It was so crazy back then. Yeah. Where that is the, almost like the expectation is like, all right, now you're going to go to a bunch of clubs. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the next move. People who come up to me are always like, well, then where have you been? What have you been up to? I was like, well, there have been like really great life things that have happened. Yeah. So I think as somebody who's been not a public person and, and a public person, mm-hmm. I think you learn how to navigate that and sort of take value from the things that matter to you. But you have to evaluate that over time. So like for a while, I just had no idea what that was, what that was. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, that's what your 20s are for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a child actor? You are, kind I of. I don't I don't think I think of you that way, really. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing is like, I don't know, is that... Maybe that's like another it's... thing I hate that everybody loves, child actors. <laughs> I effing hate child actors. I, I think it has such a negative connotation now. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying that you become a target so early in life. And now having a child and particularly a daughter, it's like, whoa, you know, I don't think that most parents who get their children into it realize that later down the road, there's going to be consequences to that. And even if you think that you can help your child navigate those waters, 
there's no preparation for child actors. They're all stigmatized at mm -hmm. some point or another. And whether it's on a smaller scale because they're different than their, their classmates and they're always being pulled out from school so that they can go to auditions, you know, to the ones that are just never in school because they're working and, you know, later in life are very you know, just different. They're not socialized right. in certain ways. Right. Um, I think that it's a, I think it's a really interesting concept because a lot of them end up doing drugs and some of them end up committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sort of, it's sort of crazy the way that this is all, all shaped up in society and sort of condoned. Like it's all just like, Oh, well they're a child actor, right. quote unquote. And it's like, well, no, they're a person first. I also think it's interesting, like, do you do you think it was weird that you were kind of living out the most awkward part of your life, <laughs> like, on camera? Yeah, I do, for sure. Were there moments where you were like, I'm, like, I don't know, like, I have a pimple today. I don't yeah. want to, like, be on camera right oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, I mean, you deal, luckily, the crew is all older, so they're, like, sensitive to you, and they know that it's a children's show, so they're, they're very sensitive, you know, everyone was very supportive, but you can't help but know that show's going to be seen by a bunch of people, by the mm -hmm. whole world for years to come, so, like, the pressure is is just mounting when, yeah. when that stuff happens. But you, you do get a little of assistance um, with the way they can light you if you have something. But I do distinctly remember that. I remember them trying to shoot me from behind. Um, and it was like, <laughs> the only reason I had to wear, like learn how to wear a thong when I was like 16, <laughs> oh which is I guess kind of young, was when I was you know, doing the show and they were like, oh, well, just in case we shoot you, we want to make sure there's no panty lines. <laughs> so it was like, okay, well, so... Disney taught me how to wear a thong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. I know, right? It makes you feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, like, I guess, a skill that you have now. Oh, yeah. I can rock a thong. Like, yeah. No one's business. <laughs> You've been doing it forever. <laughs> um, so, of course, you also voiced Kim Possible. Uh -huh. Is there anything bad about being a voice actor? Because I feel like it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. It's the... it. Well, okay. I could tell you. You don't get paid jack shit. <laughs> okay. So That's I a, just... A, a big negative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't get paid anything. And these people from these, you know, big companies... I won't say who and what... Right. ...are making we, like... You don't have to name like no, any company. Just, you know. How much do you think you would make for a session? I have no idea. Okay. Say ballpark. What do you think? Like a couple thousand dollars. No, no, not at all. So like you might make like, I don't, I think scales like less than 800. And then with all taxes taken out um, and commissions taken out and all of that, you're only making like 500 bucks. Yeah. And that's, that's what they, I guess you could almost call it like a buyout mm -hmm. because it is one, it is really an honor to be the voice of a character. Yeah. And then, you know, you can take that and run with it if you want, but you're, they're also eventually potentially going to be able to make money off that character in so many ways. And so you really have to believe in the art form of just being a voice actor and, and doing it. So yes, it is, it is really fun. And I do, I do enjoy not having to be on camera. <laughs> not, not having to wear <laughs> pants and all of that stuff. Yeah. When your daughter grows up, do uh -huh. you think that she, do, would you want her to be more of a, of a Ren or a Lewis? Oh gosh. <laughs> That's or okay. neither. I think they're both. Uh, <laughs> they're both kind of a pain in their own way. Oh yeah, they definitely are. Um, 
I think like to have a perfectionist child would be uh, would be a little difficult because yeah. you'd want to make sure that they they didn't like teeter on being sort of unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but um, but at the same time, you're happy that they can they have the energy to achieve all those things. Right. And like I think Lewis was just as much of an achiever, but just in a different way. True. If you want to get like <laughs> really like you know heady right. about it. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, I think it would be interesting to have a Lewis. And uh, you know, look at look at Shia. I mean, Shia was very much Lewis, and he's he's done so much. Yeah, you know, he's he's also a little cray cray, <laughs> but we you know Just we laugh about bit. it because like I do think like at the end of the day, he's doing what he wants to do, mm-hmm. you know, and like it's his life to live. Yeah, and if he wants to insult Spielberg, like that's his prerogative, you know. <laughs> he's he's gonna have to live the consequences of it, you know. Right. So. Um, uh, but also what you're saying is you're not going to be doing any art installations uh, anytime uh, soon. No. <laughs> no, Although I'm... I think it would be so funny if someday he like calls me up and is like, I need you to like do something really crazy. Like you wear <laughs> right. the bag on your head now. And right, like, right. You know, yeah. I don't know. I might do it. Yeah. If Shia LaBeouf asked me to do an art installation with him, I would do it, but I'm not doing it on my own. <laughs> okay. Good I, I'm not putting myself out there like that. <laughs> um, I... You both of the like major characters you played were like really strong female characters. Yeah, like Kim Possible was like the original Disney cartoon like feminist. Yeah, she is for sure. I mean, I think there was that that time was um, they were going more from two D to the Pixar's and the stuff like that was moving in that direction, and they wanted the princesses to be more than just princesses Mm -hmm. and um i was also lucky to have played Belle, who's the only literate princess that we know of that's true (laughs) (laughs) and so that's cool but uh we do know kp also reads because she was going to school at the time (laughs) you know Belle was actually i think in the story the original story i think she was like 14 yeah so that's kind of creepy but, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I was going to ask if, like, is Belle a, a good character? She is the, the only literate princess, I guess. There's that going for her. Uh, she did, like, insult the entire town. That she, Like, the song at the beginning of she's Beauty bougie. and the Beast. She's <laughs> yeah, a bougie she's bitch. Like, I hate all of you. Yeah. I hate this town I live like, in. I'm out. I'm going to go find me a prince <laughs> yeah. and live in a big old house. Yeah. This woman wanted a library, okay? That's all she wanted. Like, she was, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's a beast, but, you know. <laughs> Where can the people find you if they, <laughs> if they are curious? Okay, so you guys can definitely um, find me on Instagram. It's the Christy Carlson Romano. Every now and then I'll do Facebook Lives, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can ask me all your really pressing questions. <laughs> about Shia LaBeouf and all his his crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being so open and for having us. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Oh, well, that would be great. Thanks again. (laughs) We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. I had a shit week, so I definitely need a solid chaser. The thing that helps us make all the bad stuff go down at the end of the week. Barry, what's your chaser this week? This week, my chaser comes all the way from Denmark. Henry, a producer at Pineapple Street Media, was just there for vacation. And you know what he brought back? What? He brought back chocolate-covered bugles. That sounds disgusting. It, it's so good. It's so good. It's sweet but salty. And it's it's a corn chip covered in chocolate. And being from the Midwest, I thought that like I would have had that in my childhood, you know? I'm surprised it wasn't. And I'm really glad it's here now. Good. 
What about you? What's your chaser? Just to make this the gayest episode possible, my chaser this week comes in the form of gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard, Barry, of the right in front of my salad meme? I have not until now. Well, here's the setup. A husband and wife have hired a professional cook to come into their kitchen and help them make a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coincidentally, he happens to be a very hulking man with more than just a big knife, if you know what I mean. More than just a big chopping board. (laughs) He starts uh, very obviously porking the husband (laughs) behind the counter Mm -hmm. right where the wife is sitting eating their freshly made salad. The wife, upon discovering that her husband is having sex with the chef directly in front of her, quite obviously, delivered this iconic line. Wait a minute. Do you have pants on? Are you guys fucking? Um, No. Are you serious? Right in front of my salad? And that is now the greatest meme to ever exist in the history of the internet. You can you can say that in front of everything. Someone being an asshole right in front of you, you say, being an asshole right in front of my salad? <laughs> Someone is taking too long to order Starbucks in front of you, you look them right in the face and you you say, taking, taking too long to order a Frappuccino right in front of my salad? Basically, you can say right in front of my salad to anybody who's pissing you off. Shout out to this amazing actress uh, who, fun fact, ad-libbed that line. Wow. No script. Wow. No script. She came up with that while two men were fucking in front of her. <laughs> and that's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get this show. Hit subscribe, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your garbage opinions. You can also find us on Spotify. Boom. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Emily Becker, and Dina Kleiner, and this week's sponsor, Blue Apron. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. You can pre-order my book, Everything is Awful, and other observations at everythingisawfulbook.com. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. When I say anything that should be in like a Spanish accent, it sounds like I'm mocking (laughs) rather than being respectful. Despacito. Despacito. Despacito 